Welcome to B-Movies and eBooks. I'm Craig Wade. And I'm Brian Allen Delaney. And we are here with our buddy Patrick C. Harrison III. Hey, Craig. Hey, Brian. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> Good to have you on the show again. Uh, people was that... that greeting? Was that was my greeting funny? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it kind of was. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but... Man, I need to lower my voice for some sort. Hey, Craig. Hey, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, people probably are aware of you, but in case they're not, uh, what book would you say you may be the most known for? Uh, probably A Savage Breed, which is my splatter western. Maybe um, my two Five Tales books, Five Tales What Land You in Hell and Five Tales of Tantalizing Terror. Those are pretty good. I don't know. They probably know me most of all for my association with Death Set Press. Probably so. <laughs> yeah, and you're the mastermind <laughs> behind all the uh, the conceptualization of the splatter westerns too. But we're not here to talk about you. <laughs> Damn it! I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> we're here to talk. Uh, we're gonna cover Psycho Ape, a film that you recommended to us. Now <laughs> well, hold on. Now hold on. <laughs> Don't accuse me of that. <laughs> brought it up. A film that. <laughs> brought it up. Yeah, I think actually how that how that actually went is you said something about it on your social media, and then I messaged you, "Hey, you want to cover that on the show?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty much it. Well, <laughs> let me tell you how I heard about the film. Okay, I guess this director—I didn't know he was a friend of mine on Facebook. I don't know if I friended him or he friended me, but I kept seeing all these posts about Psycho Eight, Psycho Eight, Psycho Eight. Well, they're all from him. At the time, I didn't know he was the director, but I was seeing all these posts, and I was like, "Well, shit! I keep seeing all these posts. It must be a pretty good damn movie, you know? <laughs> Let's, I'm, I'm gonna have to check it out." So I post that, and Craig's like. Yeah, let's talk about it. Uh, here we are. It had me at the name, the name uh, Psycho yeah. Ape. Now, yeah. uh, I will say, uh, I did catch the trailer before I messaged you. I was like, well, hell yeah, this looks extremely low yeah, budget. Yeah, I did too. It was, without a doubt, you could tell by looking at it, that it was inspired by trauma film. Oh, you yeah. Know, that that type of thing. Yeah. But, yeah, it's low, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say it had a low budget. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think they they may have paid the actors in Keystone Light. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, God, I've always wanted to make just a, a really really low budget film. Like, yeah, yeah, but yeah, we'll, we're going to cover that. We're also going to cover Hissers Two, part of our Hissers uh, saga. <laughs> I was going to say retrospective. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hissers 2 by Ryan C. Thomas. And, um, but yeah, Patrick's going to join us for news and uh, for the Psycho Ape. I, I assume you didn't read Hissers 2 on it. <laughs> no, I have not read Hissers Yeah, just uh, as a happenstance. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, Brian, you got anything from the new, any news? Anything new with you? <laughs> um, no, I mean, not really. I mean, uh, I don't know. People seem to be up in arms a little bit that um, they announced that uh, Pinhead is going to be a, a, a woman in the new Hellraiser movie. No. That weirds me out. Why? Because there were already female Cenobites? Well, not only that, but if you like read the Hellbound Heart, she's the main one. Yeah. Like she's yeah. in it more than any of the other like Pinhead I think has one like a one word line. Like <laughs> I can guarantee that uh, n- uh sight unseen, I forget the lady's name, but she's going to do better than those last two <laughs> <laughs> direct video Pinheads. Oh, the last few Hellraiser one of them looked like me in, in, <laughs> in a pinhead suit, you know? <laughs> like, I'm also pinhead. Like, yeah, you're about 250, 6'2", but... 
Yeah. So <laughs> she'll she'll do great. Yeah. Mm, or or she won't, and it'll suck. <laughs> but we'll see. I don't, I don't get that one. I hope it. I, I, hope I think it that genre that that sexual sadism genre goes good with female lead anyway. So it ought yeah. to be pretty. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I'm keeping uh keeping what do you call? I'm staying positive about it. We'll see what happens. Sorry, it's late. We normally do this in the morning, and because I moved in the house, uh, I have to do it at night now. And now I'm, you know, I, I'm, I don't know. I, I lose all my energy at like eight o'clock at night. Plus, the World it's Series. nine twenty. It's not even that late. <laughs> but the World Series is on. Oh, you missed. Yeah. The Astros yeah. <laughs> they were down five to zero whenever I uh when I joined this. But yeah, uh my my this is news that's probably only relevant to me. Um go for it. Dude, I'm all about this Bendy and the Ink Machine game. What is that? From a few years ago, it's like Rooster Teeth game. Okay. I, I just got a Nintendo Switch the other mm-hmm. day. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I bought Bendy and the Ink Machine. And I thought that it was like a uh, a kind of like a side-scroller thing. I knew that there it was almost like a Mickey Mouse from Hell type concept. But <laughs> no, it's like... <laughs> it's like... I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to go out on a whim and say full-blown scary, but scary enough it makes you jump a lot. Like, I don't know. Anyway, so that's that's my thing. That's right. your news? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my news. I got to switch. <laughs> you're talking Greek to me. I don't know what you're even talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick's like, uh, so is that like Frogger? or? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, did you ever play uh, Alien Isolation? Yes. That game's that's an actual scary game. Game's so good. This one makes you jump a lot though. But it, no, it's nowhere near as scary as Alien <laughs> Isolation. <laughs> but I yeah. thought that it was gonna be a D like a because uh, it's only rated teen, so I thought that it was gonna be like uh okay for my daughter to watch. But it immediately scared the living shit out of her like, within five minutes. So like, never mind. It's just not gory. But yeah, it's pretty trippy. So anyway, cool. <laughs> yeah, I I watched the new Halloween. Did y'all see that Halloween kill? I still have not watched it. I still haven't seen it either. Hmm. It's only in theaters, isn't it? Or it's on Peacock, but I don't have Peacock. Yeah, and unlike every other service, Peacock. Gives you a free week, but it's like no movies. It's all their other old TV shows. Ew. Uh, so, and there's like a free account where you can like watch like, I don't know, like m- m- uh, All in the Family and shit. Like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, oh, like, yeah, there's a free Peacock thing. Actually, it's not that bad. We had it for a while. And then um, we have Xfinity Internet, mm-hmm. right? And they were running some special where it's like, Get peacock for free, and so we're like, okay, cool. <laughs> and you, so you haven't still haven't watched it, yeah. I mean, okay, so I think if people are huge Michael Myers Halloween fans, they may feel differently, mm-hmm. but I've never been a huge Halloween fan. Like, I like Halloween, yeah. I like part mm-hmm. one, and I like part two, and I like part three for different reasons of the originals, <laughs> but I have, I love part three. I, I I got the novelization, <laughs> um, but those are like the only three that I really liked, and so I I didn't really get into the Rob Zombie remakes or. Oh, see, I like the Rob Zombie remakes. I enjoyed those quite a bit. Oh, did you? I mean, yeah. they were they were different. I think I need to give Part Two another chance. It's my, it's so weird and trippy. It is. It is weird. It just kind of. Takes you in the right field. So. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a bizarre, bizarre show. But um, but yeah, I I really like this. It just was much less foreboding than him, and more just like 
fuck it, I'm killing a town. <laughs> like, and I don't know. I, I thought it was good um, for what it is. I really like the the one from 2018 that Danny McBride wrote too. So, anyway, yeah. Here's my there's my Halloween kills review. <laughs> <laughs> but so Brian, get into Dune. Okay. Uh, um, so Dune came out, right? Did you finish it, Craig? No, sir. I fell asleep about 20 minutes in. Makes Uh, sense. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, okay. Like, I'm a, a big fan of the original book, right? Um, I haven't, I'm in the, the second one right now, but I haven't gotten around to finish it. Cause just, you know, junk. Um, but the movie was amazing. Right. Like, um, I don't know. I was kind of, they did a very, very faithful adapt- adaptation of it. Um, they left out like a lot or not a lot of like the weirder things, you know, um, the, the things that are just like, straight up world building that are not really necessary to the plot. Um, but I think they struck a fine balance of, you know, the, the weirdness and the, I don't know. And still kept it like accessible. You watched it, right, Patrick? I did watch it, but I, they, I have not read the book. This is the first half of the first book. Okay. It's not even the full book. Like there's yeah. Um but there's a lot more like detail in the book, but um I don't know. I I was blown away. Like the you know, just the if they don't win like an Oscar for like set design or best sandworms <laughs> <or> costumes <laughs> or something, I'm gonna be very upset because that thing was like Super detailed. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was gritty looking. Yeah. yeah. It was, you could feel the sand. Yeah, <laughs> this is everywhere. <laughs> Did you go to um, theaters? Yeah, I went to theaters. Nice. nice. Oh. Yeah. I, I don't know. I would have stayed awake if I had paid the theater money. I just watched it yeah. on the couch. <laughs> Wait, you know what? I was hope I was thinking it was going to be like a star wars type where there'd be a lot of laser guns and it'd be comedic in tone kind of and it was completely opposite <laughs> of that and that was a great relief because i'm so tired of the star wars slash avengers slash dc marvel comics bullshit stuff yeah. this is a completely different than all that but i really like i mean there were a few like jokes you know quote unquote yeah. Um, but I mean, like it takes itself very seriously. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad too. Like, I, I don't know, like if it would have been, if they would have shoehorned jokes and stuff into it, I don't know how I would have felt about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very serious book. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm super excited to see where it goes. I'm glad it got green lit to. Uh, the the sequel's greenlit, so they're actually going to make it because um, there was a little bit of a worry, you know, whether or not like the average moviegoer would actually watch it. Wouldn't this? Uh, it was uh, Dennis. Was it Dennis Villeneuve? Yeah. yeah, I don't know how you say his name. I'm not going to try. Um, I'm sure I butchered it. Dude who did Prisoners. Did, yeah, in um, Blade Runner 2049. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't. The, the Arrival with Hugh Jack. Yeah. Oh, and that's a good movie. That is a good movie. Such an such an underrated movie. I know nobody talks about it in that movie. No, nobody blew does. me like blew me. Which one is that? Where Hugh Jackman's daughter is like missing, and he finds the guy who doesn't, and just starts like torturing the shit out of him. It's like a dark. It's a dark drama, kind of like uh, No Country, where it kind of mm-hmm. borders yeah. horror. But mm-hmm. not yeah. quite really a horror film. It's, it's kind of like a, what would you do if your daughter was kidnapped and thought you know, knew who yeah. kind of what? Yeah. He, he yeah. pressure yeah. washes a dude. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 yeah. And the, the guy he thinks it is is Paul Dano. Really? Yeah. 
Isn't he in this too? In uh, no. No. He plays he's, the he's Dune. In the new Batman. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's he's the Riddler in the new Batman movie. <laughs> I saw a guy on TikTok giving a fake Batman review that he went to an early screening, uh-huh. but he didn't let on ever that it was fake, you know, but he was like, yeah, I went to the test screen and I'm not supposed to talk about it. He's like, this movie is jacked up. Like Batman accidentally, this is like year two. So he's, you know, real, real, uh, he's really, really new at it. He accidentally like, kills a bunch of people and he's like, he beheads like Girl Scouts. <laughs> and he's like, like, just goes on and on. He's like, my bad, I'm Batman. Just starts throwing the head. You know, like, starts going on and on. But yeah, it was pretty good. And he was like, yeah. I would watch that. He was like, the one the one downside was there was just way too many like musical numbers. Like, <laughs> like, and just goes on and on. But yeah, it was pretty good. People who have who have seen the actual test screenings has said it's straight up like a horror movie. It's like it's like Saw or sorry, it's like uh <laughs> like Saw in Seven with Batman in what? it. What? Yeah. I'm down. They could with do Riddler? Yeah. Well Riddler and Penguins in it too. Like Colin Farrell. That's that's Colin Farrell as the penguin. <laughs> Hard to imagine. Huh. Yeah. He looks nothing like him. But yeah, they say it's like like a straight up like almost like horror detective story. So, and they said it's incredibly brutal. Oh, really? So I'm excited. Yeah. Is it going to have an R rating? I think it is R rated, or, or is they were, or at least they were shooting for it. But I'm so excited. <laughs> Speaking of awesome Batman's. <laughs> I watched uh, the Long Halloween, the cartoon. Uh huh. Dude, that movie ruled. Like, I was don't. Is it good? Understand. Yeah. The, well, I didn't watch part the comics two. Are, the, the comics are really good. Yeah. The I last did. Halloween. I hadn't watched part two, but I watched part one, and I just looked it up. Hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It nice. Knocked, it knocked me on my ass. Like the a couple weeks ago, uh, kids were being watched by grandma and. Kelsey was out of town with her friends, and so I was like, I'm getting a pizza and beer and watching movies. And I, and then I couldn't find what I wanted to watch, so I was like, ah, fuck it. I'll throw on Batman, this Batman thing, and see if it's in it. Dude, it ruled. Like, when Kelsey got back in town, I was like, man, you you got to check out this Batman movie. And we watched, watched it again. It was good. And I'm not, you know, I'm not the world's biggest, like, yeah. uh, fan of cartoon movies or... Really. Or uh, superhero stuff. Yeah, I like Batman though, but yeah, yeah, I hate. Well, not hate. I'm just so burnt out of the Marvel universe. But anyway, I'm burnt out on those superheroes altogether, pretty much. Yeah, I am gonna watch the new Batman though. I liked. Uh, did you happen to see the new uh, uh, Suicide Squad? It came, me? Yeah. No, <laughs> I I, should, yeah. The, uh, the first one I really didn't like. I was I didn't really make plans to see the second. You but should it, you should check out the second one. Give it a shot. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you should. <laughs> yeah, James Gunn did it, and it's. I'll say the second half is as close to a big budget trauma movie we're ever gonna get. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it turns into like this kaiju movie <laughs> and it, it's like a lot of it's in poor taste <laughs> poor taste. you, you know when you say it like that it's like yeah it the, especially the second half was like a big budget trauma movie yeah like even yeah. down to how they like killed the kaiju <laughs> and everything yeah oh cool huh. yeah, I'm gonna have to see that then yeah, it, yeah, it's good. It's really funny. It, I think it bombed really bad at the box office, but they didn't even rename the movie. They were just like, "Oh, Suicide Squad." They just took <laughs> off the like. Everyone's like, "Didn't we see that already?" So, but we we talked about this last last time or whatever about how movies keep doing that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like you know, this is Halloween again, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, How many different ways can they say Fast and Furious? Same three <laughs> words. I like the one where it was fives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too fast, too furious. But, uh, like they replaced Fs with fives. That's good. It's good stuff. Oh, yeah, and then everyone <laughs> just didn't know what to call it, so it just became Fast Five, right? Yeah. <laughs> huh. Yeah, well, that's interesting. <laughs> this is a great roundup of horror news. <laughs> The news. <laughs> ah, dude. So, y'all doing anything cool for Halloween? Um, yeah. Probably uh, turn off all my lights and hope that I don't get people knocking <laughs> on me. <my door. laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I'm gonna be in Houston for a con the day before Halloween, so I'll be driving back home four or five hours on Halloween, and my daughter's going trick or treat. I'll probably sit at home and pass out some candy, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> drink, drink a few beers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to do the trick-or-treating stuff. But then, like, the day before, we have a birthday party. And then they're doing, like, uh, they're showing, shit, what movie? Oh, Hotel Transylvania. My subdivision is has a big 40-foot blow up screen they're doing that at night uh, yeah that might be might be pretty cool if not it'll be walking distance and we can bring beer you know <laughs> like whatever yeah but yeah well you guys want to get into psycho ape sure let's talk about psycho ape all right we'll be right back after this All right, we're back. We are talking Psycho Ape. Uh, Brian, do you have the summary pulled up? Because I don't. <laughs> I do. Um, here's the IMDb uh, description here. A killer gorilla escapes from the Detroit Zoo and goes on a murdering spree. That's it. That's the whole. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's accurate. That, that I don't remember the escape from a zoo part. <laughs> um, it's it's like in Is uh, the expo- the exposition at the beginning, basically. Oh, okay. It's like the 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 Star Wars opening crawl, yeah. which is not a joke. There's like literally a Star Wars opening crawl. Yeah. <laughs> at, the, at the end of it, it talks about these other ape and gorilla movies and it says this is the dumbest cheapest one of all at the yeah end. yeah because <laughs> it was like you've seen king kong and the remake and the reshoot and the whatever and then it's like yeah, yeah. and it lists like 30 gorilla movies <laughs> but yeah yeah so uh, yeah <laughs> i mean that's okay so I'm not going to say that that's not the plot of this movie, but I'm also not really sure what the plot of this movie is. (laughs) Because it kind of changes course halfway through and also doesn't really adhere to much of a plot. Like, it seems like they they just kind of threw lots and lots of uh, just, hey, let's have him kill these random ass people (laughs) over and over. I mean, I, I know it has like, three writers credited mm-hmm. but it almost felt like every scene was improv <laughs> i could see that yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. um i mean it, that's not a uh criticism nor an endorsement just a just an observation there <laughs> you know <laughs> it definitely jumped from one banana kill to the next with <laughs> there was some weird reporters thrown in between and then this long debate over Ratatouille <laughs> and Toy Story that lasts like 10 minutes. Uh, it's like, what the fuck is this about? I'm not going to lie. I I kind of loved the Ratatouille discussion. I, I didn't do it. It drew me in. I was like, well, damn, which one do I like better? <laughs> well, it, it, took, it took me forever. Well, and uh, like until like the very end, because she walks up quoting it, you know. Yeah. But like it's her favorite, her second favorite line from Ratatouille, and it's like a four-page monologue. <laughs> 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 it, 
But it's like you don't realize what it is until, you know, at the end when it starts talking about, like, eating food and being yeah. a food critic, you know, basically. Like, is, she, is she, you know, and being you're like, philosophical here yeah. about restaurants or something? What is she talking about? <laughs> I thought for a second there it was, like, meta-commentary on, like, the role of critics in general, yeah. right? And, like, how the critics were going to react to Psycho Ape, mm-hmm. right? And I thought that's what it was, was sort of like meta commentary before it was even going to happen. And then, no, it was just a quote from Ratatouille. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This is bizarre. (laughs) Yeah. Very, very bizarre. Now, I think this is going to get, this gets, you know, a lot of people saying trauma uh, influence, which I I definitely think it does. Uh, in fact, Patrick said that before we went on air, so sorry for stealing <laughs> the first one to <laughs> say Trump. Right. But what this actually reminds me more of is specifically Chris Seaver movies. Yeah. yeah. Chris Seaver does these, uh, if people aren't familiar, some of his stuff were distributed by Trauma, and some were done by like Sub Rosa Cinema, and, uh, or... I, maybe not Sub Rosa. I don't know. I'm, I, Tempe Video put out some. He put out these like uh, kind of offensive shoestring movies. Uh, Mova Zombie Ass Kicker was one of them. And we covered Teen the Ape. Weirdsies on here, which we, both of us love. Yeah, Teen Ape. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it reminds Teen me. Teen Ape was basically uh, Teen Wolf. With lots more prosthetic dongs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, <laughs> he was like teen. Well, then they did Ski Wolf, and uh, yeah. that was straight up teen Teen Wolf at ski school. And that was great. Or but like, then, uh, not meatballs. I'm looking what was up the these one? movies as y'all talk. I am gonna have to watch some of these. What was the the '80s movie with the the skis? Like, there was a bunch of them. Like, like the, ski school. Ski school. There we go. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. Yeah, and uh, Trent Haga, st- screenwriter who's done like a lot of really good movies. Um, he did the uh, screenplay for Sixty Eight Kill. Maybe played one of my favorite bad guys ever in oh. in uh, 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 Ski Wolf. He he. No matter what, he'd come <laughs> up and blow ice on them. Like yeah. no matter what, he'd like, just go. Pfft, and just blow up like yeah. turn real sharp yeah but like, like he would do it when he was walking like just yeah yeah, yeah. and just and then he's like his, he's like what's up guys i'm ralston zabka <laughs> his, name, his name was ralston zabka and then the only thing i i still maintain the only thing that uh that kept ski wolf from being like a well-known classic movie or cult classic uh is masturbation well, no, that was in Teen Ape. Oh, yeah, that was in Teen Ape. <laughs> no, but this was close. This had just full-blown, like, a uh, a full-blown softcore porn scene that lasts for, like, seven minutes or something in the middle. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, um, but, and I can't remember. I, I want to say the Ski Wolf was involved. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but... Yeah, yeah. Anyway, this reminds me of his movies. Uh, yeah, very much so. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, Patrick, he did a movie called yeah. The Weirdsies that we covered on here. And what it was yeah. is it was Stand By Me, basically, except they were mm-hmm. all virgins and they were going to go bang the dead body. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure oh, that got, like, um, so American Pie except with dead people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it, I think the it's tagline great. was something like uh, Five Lonely Virgins, uh, One Dead Body, You Do the Math, or something like that. Oh my God. That is crazy. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, it, it, but they weren't, I mean, they weren't supposed to be, obviously. They were like college age or something, but they were. Oh. So they should they shouldn't have been bird. Yeah. So like American Pie, where yeah. they're trying to get it laid on their last school, last day of school, or whatever. American Let's Pie. Just go bang a dead body. <laughs> That's the best way to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, it still counts, right? <laughs> it was. Um, it was a. Uh, if 
if you got a dark sense of humor, it was a really, really funny movie. Uh, <laughs> I think it got really I'll, high marks by us, too. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it did. I think it got like fours, four and a half. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, back to, back to Psycho Ape. Sorry to uh, d- completely derail it. Um, yeah. yeah, so... This movie, like we said, was almost... uh, There's a point in the movie where it's almost a series of vignettes of him just killing people with a banana. Right? (laughs) I mean, that's like... That's like probably a good 60% of the movie. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. if not more. Can I say, I never realized bananas were such a great killing weapon. I mean, we might need to consider putting those behind like a glass window or something instead of just having them out for kids yeah yeah and then it kind of takes a turn um the the whole narrative kind of takes a turn when he teams up with uh, what's her name nancy banana yeah nancy (laughs) (laughs) and that is played by uh kansas bowling she, yeah. the only thing I knew her from, well, actually, I, I saw, I was like, where do I know her from? And looked it up. And she was like one of the extras in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, one of Manson. Yeah, I saw that. I looked yeah. her up too, because I, you know, as silly as the movie is, her performance is actually spot on for what it's supposed to be. Now, you can oh, yeah, tell yeah. she's got some acting chops there. Mm-hmm. She's a little quirky and all, but you can tell she's doing a good job there. So I looked her up too, yeah. Once upon a time in Hollywood, I, I wasn't sure what role she played. Yeah, I think I mean what it showed. It doesn't look like her though, so, so I don't know. <laughs> but, but this showed uh, her as one of uh, Manson's, you know, harem of girls. Yeah, I figured that <laughs> the family. There we go. Part of the family. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I believe they were called a family, Craig. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Manson's harem of girls. <laughs> <laughs> Just rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Um, but no, I agree. I think she did a good job. I think I think this movie, the one thing this movie had going for it, it knew what it was. And yeah. being self-aware doesn't always count for everything. But in this film, they didn't overshoot. They pro- potentially undershot in terms of writing. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> it had a charm that that it was just, it knew what it was and they were just, they seemed to be having fun. And yeah. I think that whenever you have fun doing something, even if you don't come out with the best product, you it kind of exudes that kind of fun. And so yeah. I, I enjoyed this uh i enjoyed this for for what it was it was it was the, a shoestring uh you know ape slasher movie <laughs> so. yeah well you know what i liked a lot about it was all the references to all these other i started writing down i got a little list all the references you can tell it's like a parody film mm-hmm. yeah. what they're doing you know, you got Dr. Zoomis, who is obviously a play on Dr. Loomis from Halloween. Uh, you got the Congo board game and several mentions of Congo. Uh, of course, King Kong, Mighty Joe Young, they repeat back and forth. Yeah. They have the bad motherfucker wallet laying on the counter in one scene. Um, they talk about Pain of the Apes. There's the chick with the Camp Crystal Lake shirt. Um, there's the lady that talks about wanting to be killed in the shower like psycho there's the lady that gets killed in the bath with the nightmare on elm street banana yeah, club that was great <laughs> yeah that was amazing <laughs> um and then there's the scene that's just like the scene from inglorious bastards where it's like you're hiding the ape underneath the floorboards are you not <laughs> <laughs> there's you know, the infinity war glove yeah there's, um i wrote die hard what's die hard uh UBK. oh where he falls off the building Says, uh, fuck. He says, he says that line from Die Hard when he falls off the building. Well, yeah, I mean, they, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, they definitely <laughs> didn't even attempt to hide. Uh, you know how some movies they'll hide it like almost Easter egg 
throwbacks to, yeah. to films. I mean, obviously this was spoofing most of them, but like oh, yeah. the wallet and stuff wasn't even like an attempt. <laughs> There's a big close up on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I liked, uh, well, okay, so there was a lot of stuff in there that I think were, were you know, funny jokes that were just, that were actually in the background. Um, like, in the opening credits, um, do you know how, like, a lot of movies have Roman numeral dates, mm-hmm. right? Um, it is the copyright. It was like, Psycho Ape, and down at the bottom it just said, Roman numerals, and had a whole bunch of just random X's and B's and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I didn't like, even notice that. Yeah, and stuff like um, in Nancy Banana's uh, teenage bedroom at the beginning, um, like all the posters on the background and stuff were just like people eating bananas <laughs> and stuff, and it was like just random stock photos of like banana stuff. Um I don't know the 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 ticker in the news, right? Um, really lampshaded, just like how the fact that they didn't really think through the timeline of the movie, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. at the beginning it says twenty five years ago or whatever, yeah. and then it keeps saying like still twenty five years ago, okay? And then when it's present day, the news ticker is like twenty five years ago, Psycho Ape escaped. And I guess he's just been like killing people or something the whole time. It's <laughs> like down at the like in the newspapers. This joke count must be in the thousands. <laughs> yeah, but he was. It was like I guess he's just been killing people. I don't know. Then it's twenty five years later again after he's been in jail. <laughs> he looks the same, but that was so good. <laughs> so the whole movie takes place like fifty years. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Nancy Banana ages very well, I must say. <laughs> she held up. Um, yeah. I, I loved that joke that they made about Mighty Joe Young. How I forget what it was. Someone embodied the spirit that someone had in the, the Charlie Theron. 1995. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're like... <laughs> No, that's not who I'm thinking of. And later it was like the same character, but from like the 1978 version. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I thought, I don't know. I, I thought it, it it was clever. It had, yeah, it had fun, knew what it was. That said, I can't, re- I don't know that I could give a blanket recommendation of this. No, but. <laughs> uh, no I mean, I, I think, well, okay. So the runtime is only like an hour and four minutes, right? It's it's very, but I think it wears some of the joke too thin, even in that short runtime. You know what yeah. I mean? If um, it was any longer, it'd be a, okay. This is getting tiresome. It, absolutely, and I feel like. You know, even though a lot of it is just random ape killings with bananas, you know, it's like, yeah, if they would have done any more, then that would have just been like, why why are we even doing this anymore? But, you know, um, I don't know. So it was a little a little repetitive for me, but the stuff that, like, you know, shied away from that, like... Uh, you, you, the like like we talked about the random ratatouille thing and yeah. and the, like yeah, the fourth wall breaking like in, that almost acts like an interlude between killing yeah guys. it like, really did what, what made it work kind of it just wasn't one killing after another you had this ridiculous ratatouille debate and you had this <laughs> trip to New York where you're like what the fuck is going you got the naked cowboy in the part like, yeah, yeah and you and, could tell so they like, like paid him like potentially even yeah. just ran into him and paid him like, you know, 20 bucks or whatever to sing that. Cause he was like asking their names and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, to me, there was little hints like that of, um, you know, some really funny stuff, some really interesting things, but I don't know. It did get a little repetitive mm-hmm. for me at least. Yeah. I could see yeah. that. Uh, I, I mean, Go ahead, Chris. Oh no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say it's it's not a movie I would probably watch again, but it's one that 
you know, I, I enjoyed myself watching it. It's not a good movie, but it's a fun <laughs> time to sit down and drink a beer and watch movie. I mean, I laughed a lot, so I enjoyed yeah. myself. Yeah, I, I agree. I actually, uh, I, I watched it in two sittings uh, um, because I, I don't know, I keep falling asleep watching movies, <laughs> and so, and so I watched it the uh, half then, you know, half late one night and half on my lunch break at work the next day, and uh, yeah, I really, I think watching it in two sittings may work because even toward the end of the first half. I was kind of getting tired of it, 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 the joke, but then it picks up like, you know, my second time picked up right around the time those two random people started showing up, the like hipster people. Do you the, know in New York? Yeah, in the park or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, like that was right around the time I fell asleep. And so, anyway, I was like, "Wait, what is this? what's happening?" <laughs> Had to <laughs> rewind because I was like, I, "This doesn't really even make sense with any of it." Also, those characters never tied in to the plot at all. I don't know if you no. caught that. <laughs> they made no consequence at all to the plot of the film, <laughs> but. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb and give it a th- just a three out of five is what I will land on here, and with the caveat that you have to be into micro budget cinema. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, um, I I was actually like. The parts I liked, I really liked. You know, even though some of it um, dragged a little bit, uh, I thought it was entertaining. I thought, you know, they were clever with a lot of it. Um, you know, and it also the fact that it was proudly shot on digital video, <laughs> like <laughs> like '90s camcorder digital video. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, there there was a lot of. You know, Neat little details or whatever like that. Um, I'm actually going to go three and a half. Dang. Oh, wow. So. Yeah. You'll have the big score. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give it a three like Craig. I did enjoy a lot of it, but it, like you said, just got repetitive and I probably couldn't watch. I actually watched it twice before this because, you know, it planned to do this on another day and I wanted to watch it again just so it was fresh on my mind. So I watched it today. Um, and this time when I watched it, what I was watching was like all the background shit. What I really liked about the New York, you could tell that it was not planned at all. They just did this randomly on the streets of New York. And mm-hmm. all these people are turning around like watching them like, what the fuck are these people doing? <laughs> just running down the sidewalk with an eight behind. You know, that was a cool part of it, too. But I, I'm going to stick with a three on it. You know, it was fun movie, but good movie. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, I mean, I think that's a fair and decent uh, rating. I can definitely see this getting, uh, for the for the right people that are looking, you know, this niche crowd that, that has, uh, like, the crowd that really, really likes the micro-budget cinema, where there's just not a whole lot right now, uh, mm-hmm. may go... Uh, ape shit over this. Unintended. <laughs> but you bastard. But um, but uh, you know, if if people are used to big budget cinema, I don't know that this is the greatest entry point. You know, yeah. into the micro budget. Um, if you if you like trauma, the Seaver films. What was that uh, movie we did with the uh, Paul Bunyan or oh whatever God, it was? Axe Giant. Axe Giant. Uh, you like stuff like that. I think I gave that a <laughs> one out of five. <laughs> that was so bad. And this would be right up your alley. <laughs> if you like the shittiest things ever, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, some people do. Some people do. Hey, I got I got a bunch of Chris Seaver movies in my collection, so I, I get it. I definitely get it. But all right. Well, Patrick, let the people know where they can find you at, where they can buy your work and where they can see you next. <laughs> yeah. You visit my website at PC3 horror.com. 
Uh, you can come to deathsteadpress.com and get all the Deathstead Press books. We actually have another Splatter Western coming out here soon from Christopher Rusty. We have a new book from John Wayne Communale. Um, we've got a Brian Keene chat book coming, so stay tuned with Deathstead Press. Stay tuned with uh, Cerberus. My friends, um, Mike Innenbach, Chris Miller, and myself are coming out with the book Cerberus Exploitation, so stay lo- on the lookout for that. And uh, yeah, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and those websites. All right. Well, thanks for joining the show again. Uh, Hold on for just a minute. Now, I want to talk to you about an exciting opportunity. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh Uh-oh. I'm kind of scared. Thanks for coming on. All right. We're back. We're talking Hissers 2 by Ryan C. Thomas. (laughs) <laughs> Book two in the Hissers series. Um, and this one's called what? Hissers 2 Death March? Correct. Yeah. Your your microphone's lower than it was. Oh, sorry. I was like, I, I was way over <laughs> there. <laughs> I was across the room. <laughs> if you don't mind, I'm going to do a podcast over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So this book basically just picks up exactly where Hissers 1 leaves, right? Yeah. Like, like, Pretty much, it's like the next page of Hissers One. Yeah, which I I liked because yeah. the Hissers One ending, the way it ends, you could even trail off and go to different characters. You could make time span, you know, because they get back to safety, and Connor's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go on my own," right? And mm-hmm. then that that could be an ending of that character. You know, I mean, to be completely honest. Like, um, you just don't see him again for another book or something? Yeah, we're just all together. He was eating. <laughs> you know, your odds, your odds. Just just, just give him a poochie ending? <laughs> poochie. It's like, poochie. It's like, poochie died on the way back to his home planet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the reference, but I like it. Simpsons? Where they had poochie on the Itchy and Scratchy show? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like the cool character and all the kids hated him and so then it was just like at the end it was like my planet needs me and then it was just like the animation cell going up yeah, and fly. then it just yeah and then it just said Poochie died on the way to his <laughs> yeah but thankfully thankfully this book didn't do that thankfully they picked <laughs> up and gave it these characters uh I, I'm going to be honest. At the end of the first book, I was like, all right, so our character counts down, and these were good characters. I hated to see the ones that left. And yeah, I guess we can spoil that one now, huh? Well, uh, we, we're we not saying who, but obviously not Connor. Well, we're about to say the other one. Oh, oh, yeah. Connor and Amanita. And, yeah. They're yeah. in this book. Yeah. They're in this book, and, and this book's kind of cool because it tracks both of them. They're on two separate voyages and tracks both of them. And some of the shit that they run into, like, you know, there's that old trope of zombie books where, like, you know, the real monster was humans, you know? yeah. <laughs> but also zombies. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they get into some of that in this. Um, which, which, let's say, uh, it's only been like a month. Uh huh. These people move fast, like the post-apocalyptic evil people. Yeah, the the hissers. Well, no, I'm talking about like the 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 people they meet and stuff. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I I, I mean, I guess it, like if the apocalypse hits, you got to strike for like got to strike quick, right? So before like all the, I don't know. Before, someone, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Someone else, before someone else, power. Yeah, exactly. Fills that evil power vacuum. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. Um, yeah. So this book, uh, we get a couple new characters that the, each of them mm-hmm. team up with. Uh, Olive G- Connor hooks up with Olive, who is a uh, a stripper that is like. Or ex-stripper, I guess. I, I don't know. <laughs> and he, well, he's she, probably not a stripper anymore. <laughs> yeah, there's not really much of a market. Um, 
and she's kind of tough and smart and and he's kind of got a crush on her and then Amanita hooks up with what's his name Doug Doug yeah and Doug, who in my head the whole entire time is just Chevy Oh really <laughs> Yeah in my head uh only because I know that Ryan C. Thomas played in a uh, Johnny Cash cover band. Yeah. And he's just Ryan C. Thomas, but fat. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's the self-insert character? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he made himself fat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and both of these characters are really, really good. And now I'm back to square one where I'm like, Oh, please let these characters live. (laughs) Yeah. All you got to go to is you guys got to make it through one more installment of the apocalypse. It's (laughs) over. So. But no, I think it was, I think it was honestly a good choice though. Um, Because at the beginning in the first book, you know, it is, they they were four fleshed out characters. Mm -hmm. Right. But they weren't like super unique. Because it's like two teenage boys, two teenage girls, mm-hmm. you know, and then now the roster is expanded to like four unique individuals, um, which I think is a little bit better from a narrative sense. Yeah. Anyway. And you see Amanita's character grow quite a bit yeah. in this, uh, both due to uh, <laughs> the new post-apocalyptic environment and these terrible life experiences that she's endured during this. Yeah. It's kind of uh, forced her out of her defensive type shell. And yeah, I, I'm really, really enjoying these characters. I'm, you know, this is the part, you know how I'm like the world's worst at ever finishing a series, uh, a TV series of something that I like. Yeah, this is where you would stop. This is where I would stop if I wasn't forced uh, uh, to finish it. If you're forced. Well, I'm forced to for the podcast. But what I'm saying is, like, this is where I would naturally stop because I don't want to see it end. I'm like, ah, okay. So if I don't finish it, it never ends because I'm wired wrong, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Accurate. But, uh, yeah, uh, I'm really, really enjoying this journey. And I feel like this this book, and actually th- coming to think about it, um, the Roger Huntington saga is much the same. Where each book seems to be, you know, building upon the characters, but maintaining its own sense of identity. Where it's not like the Hardy Boys or something, where it's like, oh, and we saw the mystery or monster of the week. Yes, yes, these are like independent books even down to the fact that like the creatures are logically progressing this isn't just walking Mm -hmm. dead where you're encountering the same shit over and over and over yeah i mean maybe i didn't watch enough of the walking dead do they ever start evolving and doing uh not evolving but they're they find them in different situations sometimes like um there's like uh, zombified cops that they find at one point that have like body armor on, mm. you know, and so it's like you can't yeah. can't shoot them or whatever, and yeah, things like that, but not to the extent that this one does. Um, and we talked about that in Hissers One, how like interesting he actually made the zombie mythos again. And I was gonna say that's actually my one, I guess. Uh, not not really gripe, but I wish they would have actually gone a little bit, or he would have actually gone a little bit further in this one with it. Because they established the spider creatures before, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then this one, it's like, you know, they have the spider creatures, and there's like a really good scene with a particularly big one. Um, in like the first third of the book or so, but then that's kind of it, you know, it's like they, there's like little glimpses or, you know, of like, maybe there's something else and then it sets it up at the end, but I feel like 
it wasn't as big of a progression as it was in the first one. That makes you know sense. what I mean? Like, like I, I wanted to see like the typical sequelitis thing where things get bigger. Mm-hmm. And you know, I wanted really to see that happen till the end. Yeah, and so I feel like it's probably going to go balls to the wall in the third one, um, especially judging by. The giant, like, dune-ass sandworm on the front. <laughs> yeah, it's just like this huge blob of bodies. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm sure that I'm going to get what I want out of that one. Uh-huh. Um, which, you know, makes sense because, you know, you don't want to... Like, it makes sense that this one would be, you know, the more character-driven one. You know, because the world has been established... And now you're, you know, especially for Amanita, giving her more character development. And then the third one is where you really do the end of the world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like if, if he would have put too much into this one, then it probably would have taken away from the third one. But I haven't read the third one yet, so I'm going to stick with my gripe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I can see that. Uh, I didn't pick that up so much at the time. But yeah, uh, even though we just said there's, it's not Monster of the Week type uh, books as far as the series go, there this book does kind of hit, all right, here's Monsters, let's get out. Here's Monsters, let's get out. Here's Monsters, let's get out. And Yeah. Just, and so I because can, both of the, Yeah, because in both of their stories, Connor and Amanitas, there's like, they're going for to try to get to California to, you know, take that, uh, information, the zip drive they got from the zip drive that like kids don't use zip drives anymore. (laughs) They're taking a, they're taking a three by five floppy disk. (laughs) They have a tape backup machine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, anyway, they're, they're taking that to, to a genetics lab that they've got like, a. You know, somebody they know, basically. Or, you know, uh, in with. But, like, it is kind of when both of them are on the road, it's like, okay, we're going to go sit at this house, you know, and make camp. Whoops, zombies. Okay, now we're going to go sit at this house and make camp. Whoops, zombies. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But that being said, the times where they're at the house, it's all character development. Yeah, you know, it's it's all pushing these characters to a to a new place. It's so so it's not like it's like boring. I'm seeing the same scene every time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not that. Um, but it does feel like you know the the first and, and maybe it's just because the first one did so much to push the genre of of zombie stuff into a new cool direction mm-hmm. that when this one kind of just stayed with that new direction instead of pushing it even further it was a little disappointing i could see that that. uh i listened to this on audio book uh i did like half and half oh did you yeah cool yeah and so uh i did audio and i whereas the first one i was half and half uh for me but this one was exclusively audiobook and to me it worked so well, like as an audio book. You know, sometimes books don't work super well as an audio book, whereas they do as, uh, you know, in book form, <laughs> regular book. But uh, this one, it almost felt like a serial. I just kind of want to give a special shout out to the narrator of the audio book because he was really good at there was you know a point where there's no uh he said she said tags and they were all talking and he did really good at at, you know how it how well it was done with steven weber yeah this was yeah really sean zuck yeah and you you could you you could tell he that's who did mine i don't know yeah, Sean Zuck. <laughs> I'm just looking. I looked it up. Um, but yeah, yeah, you're right. It's exactly like it was on it. Like 
he did like different inflections to the voice mm-hmm. and so it's like uh, gave them all a unique like timbre and stuff so yeah it was it was very easy to know what was happening even mm-hmm. though it was only um one person uh or like how uh, Kate Mulgrew did it in um the Nosferatu in OS four eighty two. Oh, she did a great job, oh, oh, including in, some. Yeah, Joe yeah. Hill's nose for other. Okay. Yeah, in in like including some very questionable <laughs> choices of voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She she went full sling blade for a little while. Um, <laughs> oh, with the gas can man. Yeah. Was that his? Not gas can man. That's the yeah, standard, uh, the, gas mask man yeah. or whatever the hell. Yeah, 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 well, yeah. But that guy. <laughs> but no, no. He, uh, the the narration of this was really good. Uh, I was impressed because um, I mean, I don't know. It's just it, it can be very hit or miss. Yeah, where like a single narrator audiobook. Yeah, I can see it. Um, no, I I think that this. Uh, I probably said this last time, but this lends itself to cinema too. Like this would be a really cool uh, film. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'd watch the hell out of this. Yeah, and, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Whenever they started talking about some of the spider type hissers, all I could think of was remember that scene in uh, God. What was the World War Z? Like one of the only cool scenes in the movie. I wasn't a big fan of the movie, but where they're like rushing up over yes, on top of each other. Yeah, when they're going yeah. over top of each other, I was like, man, that that that's See, that's the that's the problem. Was like this movie. This would be such a good series of movies, but it would need an insane budget. Yeah, yeah, to do it right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, or just I don't like know, maybe the like, best shoestring special effects team ever, or or the if they could do it all practical too, they get the whoever did the pillar out of space, just a bunch of pantyhose. <laughs> <Remember that? laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm I'm at this point, I'm fully in. Uh, on this yeah. series I, I i can't wait to see how it ends and i'm like shit should i just start the third audiobook <laughs> as soon as this one ended i was very tempted um which probably would have helped us in in <laughs> doing a quicker episode <laughs> but it didn't be uh, i mean things happened yeah. there were some personal things that got in the way no i'm talking about the next episode oh probably would have helped us in that but yeah yeah this has been a, a tricky year personally uh so anyway it just is what it is yeah but people don't like it they can unsubscribe please don't unsubscribe <laughs> you're some of our only listeners we'll do anything <laughs> if you're hearing this now uh but anyway yeah i i don't know i mean uh, I hope that where this goes is that, okay. So I will say my, this kind of goes into, uh, my downside uh, of this. These are all okay. things, you know, I've liked, said all the things that I've, I've liked. It's solid writing. It's, it's a good story. It's a unique take. I enjoy it. The one thing I don't like is when they run into somebody new, that person's either going to stick with them or die very soon. There's no okay. stragglers. There didn't appear to be any stragglers that go for like 40 pages. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody lasts super long. It's so just you're like, saying you want like the ancillary characters to have more page time so you can be, so their deaths impact you more? Basically. Or what? Yes. Okay. It's like disposable ancillary characters. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that that's not, uh, where some writers uh, would be tempted to do that. We've already seen Ryan's propensity to uh, go ahead and just kill the just main murder, characters. Yeah. Murder the main characters, yeah. <laughs> it didn't, uh, I don't not think, just in this book. 
<laughs> no, no, no. I don't think that that keeping you know his main characters uh, alive is his mo or anything like that. But it does seem like this book had a lot of people where it's like, oh, we ran into them and they're dead in two scenes. They're in two pages, yeah. and so that's the only downside that I had in this book. But I again really really enjoyed the shit out of this. I'd give it a four and a half out of five. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna say a solid four and a half as well. Like that's what I was gonna give it. I'm not just following you. Um, <laughs> that's what I was gonna give it. So shut up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I, I just, I don't know. I really like it. You know, I, like I said before, um, it's just like it's such an interesting take on on a very like played out genre. <laughs> yeah, you know, so. Yeah. yeah, four and a half. Yeah, I mean, but I also so the, the genre is played out, but I haven't read a million zombie books. I, I just read, mean zombies in general are like all over the place. Yeah, yeah, but the zombie books that I have read, I've really liked almost all of them. So maybe, maybe to me at least, they may just be played out in movie form or TV show. Yeah, maybe. maybe novel is the way to go yeah yeah i may i may uh get real into just zombie books from here on out do it all right well we'll see y'all next week when we cover histers three oh wait no next week we have a very special episode probably (laughs) most likely or not next week next episode Tentatively, two weeks from now, mark your calendars, block off, I don't know, a week or so. We're going to be dropping off a week. <laughs> yeah, to just refresh your, your page every yeah. every day. Um, <laughs> yeah, we should get better at all, all of this. <laughs> I think we're probably going to do a special Goosebumps episode. Yeah, yeah. We, we kind of missed it in October. So we're, we're thinking either thanks boop bumping. Thanks, bumping, <laughs> bumps giving. Uh, uh, what was uh, goose pepper? <laughs> goose pepper. Yeah. Thanks, goosing. Uh, yeah. Any of these goose giving. Yeah. All these are gold. Is basically <laughs> what, what Stein's giving. Thanks. Wait. Thanks, Stein. No, that's that's not right. Stein's giving. Yeah. Stein's Stein. giving. Work. Stein's bumping. Any- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're gonna do some of these bumps next time. So, all right, we'll see y'all then. <laughs>